everyone, this is episode 479 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Friday, June 1st, 2018. I am your host, Mark Ruznez, and today I'll be talking about Deadpool 2, Solo, colon a Star Wars story, I don't know, is that what it's called? And the Crew 2 Beta, which I've been playing a smidgen of. Maybe I'll dump in some other stuff there, but I don't. I can't think of anything else worth talking about. Have I gone back to Beyond? No. Am I going to? Sure. Because uh, I did, like I said, record my first playthrough with it, and it was fun to record. Will it be fun to listen to? I don't know, but uh, we'll find out. I also got my new glasses in today, and they're... I, I like them, but I forgot about the adjustment period getting used to new prescriptions and I don't know how significant a change like I don't know what the increments prescriptions go into if they're 0.05 or what but my old ones were the astigmatism was 1.75 and now they're 2.25 so it's a 0.5 jump and it's just giving my heads a little achies a little bit just it's something I forgot about, but I think they look fine. I guess I don't know. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a harsh critic of anything involving myself, especially anything involving my appearance. I'll be like, uh, yeah, I look okay, but uh, yeah, that's fun news. But anyway, Deadpool two, Solo. I saw Solo yesterday and Deadpool two the day before, and I. I walked out of Solo, and it's not because it was awful. It was fine. It was fine. But the thing I've said is great about being a member of MoviePass is that when you're not paying for a ticket, you don't feel like you need to stay and watch the whole movie. The The ability to walk out of a movie if you're just not enjoying yourself all that much, it's much easier to do that. And... This is the first time I've actually done that, even though there are movies in the past I've seen that I would have done it as well, which include Blockers, uh, Ready Player One, definitely. Um, I think there were a few other ones, but I've seen a good chunk. I've seen all those movies I've previously mentioned with other people, and walking out of a movie that you're seeing with another person, if they don't want to walk out, makes it a bit harder um even if they might want to if you tell them you know it's it's hard to just be like hey i don't like this i want to leave do you want to leave and if they say no they like it you're like well shit i'm gonna be stuck here because i'm not gonna be a douche and leave my buddy uh or leave my dad if i'm seeing a movie with him uh so yeah i saw solo by myself is what i'm getting at and because of that i think i also think i probably would have enjoyed it more if I was seeing it with a friend, just because I can at least joke with them, I'm like, this is really stupid. Um, and I'm going to, this is, so Solo, I thought was fine. I think the actor who's playing Han Solo, I don't like him. I don't think he has a, a lot of personality. The only thing I've seen him in other than this was Hail Caesar, the, what, Coen Brothers movie about the movie industry in the, I don't know, 50s or so. And in that movie, he plays a kind of good-looking but idiot 
actor. And I don't think he has much personality in that. And I think that's part of his charm in there. He's like a, a good old-fashioned country boy who is also an idiot. And he's not an idiot in this movie. Like, he, he doesn't... I don't want to say he's a bad actor because I don't think he's a bad actor. I just think his personality, like his persona, his presence does not fit that of the Han Solo we know from uh, Harrison Ford's, uh, what, four movies as him. Uh, and I do think Taron Edgerton, who was in the running, and I remember even before I knew he was in the running, immediately after Kingsman, I was like, if they make a Han Solo movie, they should pick this kid because he is great. He's not a kid. He's an adult. But I was a fan of him ever since that. Loved Eddie the Eagle. I feel like I may have seen him in something else, but I think he would have been a much better fit for the role. And I, I was really sad uh, sad when I heard he didn't get the role. But other than that being an issue, there is... I'm going to get in some light spoilery territory. I'm not going to be able to spoil that much. Because I didn't see the last hour and 15 minutes. And that's why I left. I was like, this is okay. But I looked at my watch and I was like, there's still an hour and 15 minutes of this movie left. And the second half may have been the best part. And I think it probably would have been because Lando doesn't get introduced until about an hour in. A little earlier than that, maybe 45, 50 minutes in. And the the bit of Lando I did get to see, I was like... Yeah, he's he's good. I wish the movie was just about him because also as someone who is a casual Star Wars fan, I've, you know, we've had enough Han. I don't remember how much Lando was in the original trilogy, but I feel like it was definitely significantly less than Solo, than Han. And you know what? Maybe I'd like to get a little bit more information about this Lando guy. Um... And he seems more interesting from the movie. Um, also, like, uh, the... I don't know if this stuff was already established. Uh, Han's origin. How he got his name. His last name. Um, and stuff like that. If that was already introduced and, and told in books or comics. Or maybe it was mentioned in the previous... In the original trilogy. I can't remember. But I thought, like, oh... I just I was getting annoyed with how much stuff they were just throwing at me, like throwing at the Star Wars fan. And the thing that I hate, this will be spoiler if you want, like light spoilers at this point, probably, possibly, depending on like if you really care, you would have already seen it. But I got so sick of how often they kept going back to those stupid dice. They put it, they they have it in the like the very beginning, a part where he puts it into his little speeder car. Then he grab, pulls it out, you, and they focus on it so you know that, oh, here, he put the dice there. Look at the dice. They're dangling there. Then he grabs them. Like, look, he, he took the dice, and then he gives them to the dragon lady, and he's like, oh, these, these will give you luck or whatever. And then she hands them back to him later on, and I think that was about the time I checked out. I was like, I'm done. There's too much. Look, they're probably going to throw this stupid fucking dice in my face 18 more times before this movie ends. I don't need it, okay? We already got the point. Um, but... It had some fun moments. I, I enjoyed Woody Harrelson's character. Uh, like I said, I like Lando. The little bit of the droid that we have in the movie is fun. Different kind of take where she almost... She feels 
more human. And like she, I'm just in her characteristics and the way she holds herself and, and assuming that Lando has a thing for her, but she doesn't really feel the same for him. Uh, but maybe it could work. And the dragon lady is like, how do you even, oh, you can make it work. So apparently there's a way to stick a dick into a robot and it to not be chopped off or something. Maybe that's already a well-known thing in the Star Wars universe. I don't know, but I thought that was amusing. There's also a character in the very beginning, the original pirate of the bandit group or whatever they are, um, that is a creature. And I hated that thing. I don't know why I'm saying, why I'm trying to avoid that. It was like this weird monkey thing, because I already said spoilers. But it's like a weird monkey thing with multiple arms, and I was so happy when it died. Because I hate, I don't know who voiced it, but I hated it. I hated everything it said. I hated its voice. I, it looked fine, whatever. It's just a monkey with like, it, it was a monkey, little monkey that had sex with Goro and now had extra limbs. But it annoyed the shit out of me. Um... But yeah, I, I I didn't think it was terrible. I was just like, I wasn't too into it. And I thought, you know what? I don't want to sit here any longer. I can red box it and see how it ends in the end. Or just, I'm probably just going to watch spoiler cast. And if it sounds interesting, the second half, then maybe I'll check it out. But it didn't do much for me. Moving on to Deadpool 2. That I saw with my dad. Because he loved the first one. He was excited to see this. I did not like it. And talking to him afterwards, he did not like it. I mentioned to him that, you know, I kind of maybe would have walked out of this too. And he's like, you know, I probably would have been okay with that. Uh, which is really disappointing because I enjoyed the first one when I saw it in theaters. Then when I watched it again at home, I enjoyed it even more. I appreciated it more. There are things I still don't like about it. I think it focuses too much on his origin and pre-Deadpool. But that movie's a lot of fun and... I think what's different, the difference between Deadpool and Deadpool 2 is that Deadpool seems, it feels like a movie that everyone involved was just so happy they were actually getting to make the movie they wanted to. And then it was a success. And now Deadpool 2 feels like the movie that, hey, we know this works. And now the studio knows it works. And now we have more that we can do and blah, blah. And it just, it just felt too overproduced and too, it just felt like it was trying too hard. Uh, to do what it did naturally before. I, I think there are some very funny bits in it. And I don't know if I want to get into spoilers with Deadpool 2. Because I feel like all I, it's just the gags and humor of it all. And there's there's no way of talking. Like, it just feels like anything worth talking about it would be spoilery. Um, I do this... This isn't spoiler, but I do like the way the trailer misled us. Take that as take that how you will. If that's too spoilery, just even say that. I enjoyed that bit of it a lot. Um, I hated the intro. Some people have talked about how much they liked that intro and and what happens and the little music box kind of thing. That eh, I like. I'm, I'm talking around that. I thought that was dumb as shit. It did not work for me at all. I think the movie. In general, I, I had a very slow start. It took about 15 to 20 minutes for me to really get into it. I was, after those, I was like, I really definitely want to walk out of this because I'm not enjoying any of this. And that's the biggest problem with it is that there are jokes that really hit that are really funny. 
And then there are some jokes that are kind of funny and kind of funny. Um, they just go on for too long. They drag them out like a family guy bullshit. And then there are jokes that are not only not funny, they're, they're bad. They are bad, cringeworthy, like, oh, how, who in their right mind thought this was funny in any case, in any realm, in any world? I, I just, it was really disappointing. The end credit stuff was good. The people who told me I have to stay until the very end of the credits because there's a great song at the very end, Liars. That was not worth sitting through the, all the credits. You all, every, everyone who told me I had to do it, I actually did it, and I was pissed off because it was stupid bullshit, stupid holy shit. It was not funny. It wasn't that great. Um, it wasn't worth sitting through all that stuff. The first end credits thing was very good, um, but yeah, um, there was a surprise, and I mean, there's some nice little cameos and one that. I don't think anyone would know, and I found out about afterwards because of all the the makeup and prosthetics and stuff. But uh, I enjoyed one early cameo, multiple cameo, very early on. That was fun, and there was a surprise character in the movie who I did not like. Um, I, I guess it seems like a lot of people are happy about it. And maybe it's just me who finds that character to be pretty boring. Uh, at least in every way he showed up in he, I spoiled something. Uh, nah, I, whatever. I, I don't like he, she, whoever popped up. I, I didn't care for that. And then there was a section. So one of the, one of the really positive things for me was Domino. I love Domino. I think she stole almost every scene she was in. I thought she was fantastic. I love that actress too from Atlanta. I don't know if she's done anything. She's probably done stuff before that, but Atlanta's what I know her from and what I would assume most people know her from if they know her from anything. But she was fantastic as Domino. Um, the kid from Hunt for the Wilder People who played Firestarter, his name, I think, uh, was fine. Um, not, but he didn't have the, I mean, the, the script in general was iffy. It was hot and cold. Um, TJ Miller definitely seemed to not be in it as much. And I was fine with that. I was, I was happy to not have as much of them. I actually wish we got, and maybe we'll get more of them in a third. If a third does come out, I like, I don't know his name, the the character or the actor, but I do like the taxi driver. Uh, I, I like him. He's fun. Because uh, he's got this weird, like, sweet side, but also this very manic, crazy side who kind of enjoys killing. Um, I think that's fun. Cable, um, Josh Brolin, one, he's he is ripped as shit. Um, looks pretty good as Cable. But he, he, he was fine. Um, I didn't, I didn't love him. I didn't hate him. He was just, he, he was there. He's, he was fine. Um, and then anything else that really is worth noting without being too spoilery. Uh, there, there was a scene in, in the old lady's apartment later on that had this, like, the, the family guy thing. Like, I just, that gag went on way too long for me. Um, but it, it has some moments. I just, uh, 
I was really, really disappointed. And I, I, if, if I knew my dad was as disappointed, which maybe I could have figured out from his just looking over at him, but I would have definitely walked out of that as well, um, which sucks. But saw a cool trailer for some hotel thing with Jodie Foster and uh, Batista and some other people. Jeff Goldblum seems to be the bad guy. I'm super excited for that because, one, Jeff Goldblum is amazing. Two, I really, really love Dave Batista. I want to see him in more stuff, in more real stuff, not like kind of B-level things. Like I think he did something that was Homefront-esque. Um, so I'm excited for that. And I'm excited for this upgrade movie, which I saw a trailer for recently. But um, yeah, Deadpool 2 and Solo, really disappointed with. Am I disappointed with The Crew 2? No, I'm not. I've been playing the beta for a smidgen, probably played it for an hour. And I like it a lot because it is exactly what I want. It is more The Crew, but it looks better. Uh, it doesn't look as good as something like forza horizon but that makes sense given how large the world is you have the entire united states uh the 48 um states continental states uh or whatever the how what are they ever they call them because technically alaska is connected um i don't remember that term but whatever it's it's a very large world and even so it still looks pretty good it's a lot sharper crisper it's it's not as jaggy as the first one could be, which is very nice. I mean, it's not jaggy at all from what I could tell. I'm playing on Xbox One X. I don't think the beta is enhanced or anything, but it could be. Uh, and, of course, in the Crew 2, they've added uh, dirt bikes, I think off-road vehicles in general, boats, and planes. I've flown, I've sped-boated, and, and I've driven. And... I really like it. The thing about it for me is that I just wanted a game where I could drive around the entire country again, but make it look better and also fly around it and just something that I could relax with something that I could, if I'm, if I'm just, if I want to relieve, not relieve stress in the, in the way I relieve it in like Halo five, but if I just want something that is going to let me down, if I'm, if my stress is high and I don't want to relieve stress, I just want to, calm down i want to settle down or i want to listen to a podcast something that i can not be too bombarded with a lot of information i could just you know okay this so i could just drive down this road and relax i could just fly through this open space and relax that's what i wanted that's what i got it does seem like they've taken some cues from forza horizon and these may have been in the first game as well but i it's been a while since i played it but like getting followers and stuff like that um it seems like it's it's got more of a event thing going on in the same way that forza horizon has its horizon thon or whatever the hell it's called i don't know um the flying feels like any flying game really um the the driving is solid it isn't as good as something like forza horizon i know i keep comparing it to forza horizon but that's the closest example i could think of something these days uh, I guess Need for Speed is open world too, but I haven't really messed with those. Uh, but the driving does feel pretty good. I always, to me, the way I look at something like this, which is definitely more in the arcade uh, genre and not uh, the sim style, is how does turning feel? Does it is it is it give me the leeway I want, but isn't too loose that I feel like I keep overturning? 
um, but it's much easier to turn. I don't feel like I have to really, really break and stuff, and that feels pretty good. So that is nice. And my one real question is, how finished is this beta? How close is this to the final build? Are there parts of the, the world that while you can go, because the whole map is in the, the beta as far as I could tell. And I'm wondering, is all of it finished? Because I, there are certain areas that you can jump to that you can spawn in from the beginning. And then you could go anywhere if you just take the time to do it. So I flew from Miami to Chicago. And it took a while. I should have timed it, but I didn't. And when I got to Chicago, I was disappointed. Like. There are things that are like, oh, that is very Chicago. But there are things that were missing or different that really bothered me as a Chicagoan. One, there's no Sears Tower. It's not even there. And that is alarming. And then the the bean, Cloudgate, I hate that fucking thing. I seem to be the only person who hates it. And maybe I just hate it because everyone else likes it. But it's just like, or maybe I hate it because people just called it the bean from the beginning. And I hate, like, oh, there's a giant bean downtown chicago and everyone loves it and everyone goes there and takes their picture in it well uh, whatever um but the bean is a giant knot uh and that's weird it's just like okay the beans a giant knot the art institute is not there um so i i know that they're not going to be able to get everything of course and changing the bean to a knot makes me feel and the, the why the shift tower is there I'm I'm wondering if there are certain uh, things where they just can't get the rights to specific landmarks. Which, if true, and I think the Shift Tower was in the first game, but if they couldn't get the rights, that really sucks. Because the these landmarks are the things that really distinguish cities and make people even who aren't from those cities know, oh, the Sears Tower, everyone knows the Sears Tower. I'm I'm being very silent because I'm just I'm like, come on, if you call it the Willis Tower, you're clearly not from Chicago. I just want to point out that the Sears Tower is the Willis Tower now. If you're like, what is the Sears Tower? That's what the Sears Tower is. You, you've, uh, I don't like you if you call it the Willis Tower. It's, it'll always be the Sears Tower in the same way that the the Hancock will always like whatever happens there, Hancock. Um, Comiskey is always Comiskey. But um, that was disappointing. But I did like that I could just fly there. And I do like that. I mean, there are a lot of spaces, a lot of empty spaces when you're flying that you can really see. And things don't look as good uh, when you're flying, which may be a beta thing. But it's probably just a flying thing because you're moving quicker and you got a lot of things going on around you. And you could see more of the environment when you're doing that. But it was cool when I was flying to Chicago that I was passing by St. Louis and I could see it from pretty far away just by seeing the arch i'm like oh that's st louis cool um so i like that about that and i think that the addition of boats and planes is a really great addition and i'm so excited to pick it up and be able to just chill out with my dad uh fly around and whatnot and when you crash like if you crash into a building with a plane which is one of the first things i did because i was just curious to see what would happen uh, which is what I did in the flight simulator, uh, Microsoft flight, flight Simulator 2000, crashing the building. Um, but it just rewinds you about maybe two, three seconds. Uh, it does like a diagonal wipe, 
and puts you back in the air wherever you are, puts you in your car. So that's a nice little thing that it doesn't push you somewhere else or make you have to start somewhere crazy. And the the funniest, because it also definitely takes other things from other Ubisoft games like Steep, where you can just quickly transition from uh, airplane to boat to car, uh, just like in Steep where you can change between ski, snowboard, walking, etc. The thing that I didn't realize when I did it, but I thought it's hilarious that you can do it, is that when you change, you change to that vehicle wherever you are. So if you're a plane and you change to a boat or a car, you change in the sky and then you just drop. So it's pretty cool. Like if you are flying over a, par- a body of water and then change to a boat, you will fall in the, the, the lake and the ocean, wherever you are. And then you can just start going on your way. If you're, if you do it properly, uh, you can turn into a car and then fall into a street and drive off. And I thought that is really cool. Um, I don't know how often anyone would do that, and I don't know how many people even know that you can do that because it's a weird thing to just try. Like, I guess people will try it and they will figure it out when it just ends up happening to them, like it did with me. But I did not expect to change it to a car right in the middle of the air and just fall to the ground. That was a, a cool surprise. But I think the controls are solid, looks good. I haven't had any kind of bugs or technical issues, and I'm just excited for the full game to actually get here. So, yeah, it it, it gave me, like, I was excited to play the beta just to see if I was going to get what I wanted, and it's given me what I wanted. Um, I'm sure there are people who, like, I haven't messed around with too many kind of races, but the little bit I have, I've enjoyed, but I've just been doing a lot of free roaming, and I've been getting plenty out of it. Uh, and it does seem like you'll be able to, just looking at some of the menu stuff, that you'll be able to uh, edit your driver and make them more personal to you, which may come up in other like online things or stuff. So uh, I'm enjoying my time with the crew too so far. And yeah, I'd say, hey, if you if you hear this right away and you want codes, I can invite people. I have invitations but the beta runs until on Sunday, I believe. So don't have much time to do that. But uh, yeah, that is the crew too. And this was the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. And it is over now. Not for good. Just until next Monday. This coming Monday. Is it? Do you call it next Monday or this Monday? It's probably this Monday, right? Because the Monday before is already gone. So it's got to be this Monday. Uh, so yeah. Once again, I'm your host, Mark Cusinez. Y'all can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live, my anime list, Steam, and all the usual places. Twitch as well, PX Sausage. On PSN, I am the Kush 3 The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast and the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, which are also available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. And if you'd like to check out the art I do, you can see some of it. If you're watching the video in the background, you can go over to PXSArt.com dot com and check it out over there you'll be able to see a bunch of pretty pictures and each one will have a link to where you can purchase a print of it if one is available and if you'd like to support the site in general you can go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way with a buck or two a month however you want to do it okie dokie also, youtube.com slash pixelated sausage. That's where you can watch the video of this podcast or other videos, like my playthrough of God of War, some anime reviews, 
another jazz. And with that, I will finally say goodbye. So, bye.